Holy Lord, our oh God, we ask for your guidance, your direction. Lord, we want to hear a word from you. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Father, I pray you have your way with me as your vessel to preach your truth with power and purpose to your people. Amen. If you can join me one more time in Psalm, when you found in our Old Testament of our Bible, looking at Psalm 121. As you turn there, I want to read uh, from the New Living Translation. Then I'm going to read uh, from the English Standard Version. Psalm 121, verses 1 through 8. If you're not there, say, hold on. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Reading again from the New Living Translation, and then I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. Psalm 121 reads, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers or sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. The English Standard Version, the reason why I want to read, I want you to have your ears open to hear how often you hear the word keep. I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. More praise God for his words you may be seated as you take your seat. Amen. If you can help me announce the subject matter to your neighbor, tell him my protector. Amen. Amen. You can also tell him here, he's my keeper. Amen. Amen. You can say another one, say, he's my shade. And you can say another one, say, he's my guard. And you just let him know, say, once again, he's my protector. Amen. Amen. I want you to grab. You see all those different words are used and you look into that psalm. It says, I look up to the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. Uh, I want us to look on this text and this psalm and realize how God is our protector. And what I want to highlight is that it says, I look up to the hills, and some suggest, and, and if you're not familiar with the terrain of, of Palestine or Israel, it's a very hilly terrain. It's not, it's not as, you can go in Peoria, you can go and you just see some flat land for a long, long, long time. And, and sometimes you're not careful, you might fall asleep driving on those long roads with the flat because everything looks the same. 
But yet there, there's mountains, there's hills all around, and, and the temple is up on the hill in, in Jerusalem on the mountain there. And oftentimes they look up to the Jerusalem, they look up to the mountains, they look up, and that's where God would dwell. And, and another aspect that says that maybe they might be looking up to the mountains, because oftentimes robbers might be hiding in the mountains. If they're journeying to the temple, well, they're looking up saying, <laughs> trouble might be there, trouble might be all around, but I Look up to the hills and where my help going to come? Because if trouble does befall me, if trouble does come after me, I'm going to need some help. And so where's my help going to come from? It says my help comes from who? The Lord. And it didn't, it's as a qualifier there. The Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Basically saying, my God is the true God. He's just not the God of the sun. He's not the God of the water. He's not the God of the trees. No, he's the God of creation. And since he's the God of creation, I got an all-powerful, almighty God I can trust that will deliver me. But what I want to grab and highlight one more time, as they look up to the hills, what are they looking at? They're not looking at the trouble, but they're looking at the potential and the possibility of God stepping in and helping them out. Let me put it in our terminology. Stop looking at your troubles. Stop looking at your issues. Stop looking at your illness. Stop looking at your sickness and start looking to God and say, God, how are you going to help me out one more time? You've done it before. I believe you can do it again. So just tell your neighbor, look up. And so we need to stop looking at troubles and looking at the issues. You know, stop being so pessimistic. Pessimistic, I'm sorry to use such a big vocabulary word, but stop looking for everything that's bad. Too many times in our lives, it's easy to point out the bad. But we don't want to let people know of the good. I let it know when it's good if I can tell you I'm better. Oh, that's a nice car. Have you seen mine? We like to always up people, but we need to lift people up. And so when we change our, 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 per, our perception, it changes our vocabulary. No longer am I going to see all that's wrong, but I'm going to look and see what is good. That's where you get the terminology. How people see the glass half full or half empty. Those who see it half empty say they have the negative personality. They see what's wrong. Well, it could have been full, but it's only half empty. Oh, well. Well, the one that sees the good say, hey, it's not empty. Can I get some? We need to look up and say, hey, I see trouble. I, I see problems, but yet I know God. So I look up to the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from who? The Lord, the creator of the heavens and the earth. And so when you see this, look how it moves here. It moves that, all right. My help comes from the Lord. He's going to help me no matter the terrain, no matter the issues, no matter the troubles. I see God. Why do I see God? I I see him as sovereign. I, I see him as creator. I see him in charge of everything. Basically, I want to say that God is my security. And, and when you look up the word security, you can find different definitions. But one definition that security means is that it is the state of being free from danger. Yes, yes, yes. The state of being free from danger. Oh, glory be to God. Think about how oftentimes you, you might watch those TV shows where the police officers go into a room and they check the room. And when the room is clear, it means they make it so it's secure. 
And once it's secure, you know what the first thing they do? They put their weapon down. Because they have no need to defend themselves anymore because it's free from all danger. So when they were on alert, fearful of what's going to happen upon them, but when they look upon the room and their backup got their back and they say, clear, 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 room is secure. So you can come on in. They put their weapons down. Can I help somebody out that sometimes you got your weapons up? What are your weapons? Your weapons is your tongue that you don't know how to be secure and safe. So you can never say, I'm sorry. You always got to tell somebody else how wrong they are. So you can keep an insulation around you to keep yourself safe and secure. Because as soon as you say you're sorry, you open yourself up and you become vulnerable. And once you become vulnerable, then they can take advantage of you. And you're fearful of them taking advantage. So you keep your guard up. But let your guard down. Knowing that you're safe in his arms. People cannot identify you. Because God has created you. And so you need to go how he has identified you. If he calls you his child, then you need to walk like you're his child. You need to walk with your head up and say, I am secure in who I am. So I know that blessed are the humble. Mm. Blessed are the peacemakers. I, I realize in society, they say, blessed are the pride and the egotistical. <laughs> but the Bible tells me God opposes the proud, but gives grace uh, to the humble. I don't want God against me. I want God for me. I want his face upon me. So I'm able to let my guard down and, and trust in the Lord and look at him for some help. And so when I can let my guard down, I can be safe and secure. And why can I be? Because he's my security. He's my guard. I, I, I feel comfortable when God is around me. How do I know he's around me? What does it say? <laughs> he will not let your foot stumble or he will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he watches over Israel and never slumbers or sleeps, which means this, that he's a good guard. A good guard does not fall asleep on the job. That's the quickest way guards, security guards get fired, by falling asleep on the job. How can you do your job when you're asleep? When your job is for you to be awake and watching what's going on. Our God neither slumber nor sleep. Oftentimes, think about it when people fall asleep or when they start yawning and you're talking to them, right? Am I boring you? Have you lost interest in what is going on? God has not lost interest in us. He is not. And another time people sleep when they become weary and they become tired. Uh, Isaiah is quoting God and say, have you not heard <laughs> that our God never becomes weak, nor does he become weary? Either young man, they become tired. But our God never grows weary or weak. And so we find this that, OK, God, he neither slumbers nor sleeps. He's going to keep my foot. You know what that means is? That's when I'm looking up to God, I'm trusting God that I don't have to look down where I'm walking. Because he's going to, the, the psalmist says what? The steps of the righteous are ordered by God. And so if my steps are ordered by God, then he's going to make sure it's always planted on sturdy ground. Mm. 
He's going to ensure that if I'm going where he wants me to go, he's going to make my path able for me to walk on. That's why I like in Proverbs says what? Lean not into your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Another translation says he will make a path straight. Basically, God will clear the path for you to go. And definitely in times of walking in the wilderness, they would rather have a level path. Anybody here have weak knees? All right, now, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to come over here. Uh, when you got weak knees, you want a level path. Am I right about it? You don't want a path that makes you, make you have to lift up and lift down and use your weight because you might lose some of your weight. The knees hurt a little bit more because you put more stress and more pressure on them. But when it's flat, you can just slide your feet. You don't have to put them up too much. You can just move on down and say, hey, I think I'm going to make it just a little bit better. But when you see them stairs, you say, is there another way around? Is there another way up? Where's the elevator? Can I find some way to get up? What I'm trying to point out to us, God's the same way. He knows exactly what you're able to take and you get into some troubles you get into some obstacles I guarantee God can so I know a way around and so when he realized he would not let you stumble he would not let you fall because why he's our keeper he's our security he's able to direct us exactly where he wants us to be so that we'll be safe and catches nothing catches him by surprise because he does not sleep nor does he slumber he's fully awake Watching over us. So you see how he keeps guard over us. Another way how he's alert to us means that he's able to hear our prayers. Think about when you call somebody, they don't answer. You ask, you know, he asked, were you asleep? Because you assume you must not have heard me, right? You must not have heard me. So you you must have been asleep. Uh, what's, What's going on? And they understood that because look in in First Kings 18 chapter and Elijah, what did he say to them about their God Baal? He, he says, maybe he's asleep or maybe he's awake. Cry a, a little bit louder. They had an ideology of that sometimes God slept because they needed some rest or sometimes their gods would die. And when their gods would die, the plant and the, ve- and the vegetation would die. And then when they rose again, that's when the plants will rise again and come into the spring. They put their gods with the season. Y'all see that? But he understood my God is not limited like these other gods, these lowercase g's. That they build these gods up. Casters, they build their gods up. And when they get captured, they take their gods with them. Oh, what kind of messed up God is that? That you got to carry your God. You got to give your God ears, but they still can't hear. But our God never slumbers nor sleeps. He hears us every time we cry and catch us, catch us. God does not have business out. You can call and he will answer. You won't get the message. Our business hours are. Please leave a message. No, Soon as you call on God, He's able to answer. Oh, glory be to God. Remember, remember, Jesus taught us when He taught us how to pray in, in Matthew 6, chapter he says, God already knows what you need of before you even ask. And so He's ready to give us what we need. He's ready to give us what we need because He's awake. He's attentive. He's watching everything that we're going through. He's concerned about us. Because he's able to keep us. Y'all see this. I want y'all to catch this. That you see how it starts using this word keep so much now within these following verses. He keeps us. Basically means to that he guards us. 
He preserves us. He watches over us. And so that's why in some different translations you see the word watch or guard. But it's basically using the same verb of the word that we in the King James or English standards use the word keep. He's a keeper. Anybody glad about that? And so since he's awaking and watching over us, he does not become tired. He will not let us slumber. I'm sorry, he does not slumber or fall. He will not let our foot be moved. He'll allow us to be stand and be sure. That's why we like in Jude uh, 24, verse 25, says, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. How is he able to keep us from falling? Because he never slumbers nor sleeps. He's watching over us. And he's making sure that what evil or calamity does not befall upon us. He's watching over us. So how is this? Look at verse 5 and 6. What? He keeps us from all danger. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. Now, how many times have I, I read this text and I, I start thinking, why are they concerned about the sun and the moon? And then it hit me, do you, do you know where they live? I'm like, yeah, where do they live? Oh, they live out there in the wilderness and the, the sun is hot. They can get sunstroke. They can get dehydrated. Oh, they need the shade out there. That's why they have umbrellas. You see some people that got umbrellas because they want some shade. Open while they're walking through the hot sun. Or they go go find a tree to get under. And watch this. It says the Lord is right there on the right side. It means I'm right here available. I'm your shade. I'm your protection. I'm your shield. So not only from the sun by day, but by the moon by night. Now the moon, this brings something else to that I found out in the study of the moon. Think about when you say somebody's a lunatic. Lunacy. Luna. Moon. People acting a fool will acting crazy. It must be a full moon. This is nothing new. That was way back then. They had that same mentality that the full moon has a reaction to people's brains, that they might have seizures, epilepsy. They might be acting crazy. They might be acting out of their mind. So will God protect us from the moon? Not only is it saying that it will protect us from the sun and the moon and the, and the rays and the electricity and the things that it can emit upon us, but also saying this, that he will protect us day and night. Go back again to being security. Think about it. How we are secure our homes, right? Anybody been in your bed before and you lay down ready to go to sleep, but you get back up to make sure the door is locked? Because you want to make sure the house is secure, that it's safe, that nobody comes in and nobody goes out. And then you got your alarm, you set your alarm. You got everything set, making sure it's secure. But cast this, cast this, cast this. How peaceful and how good is to know that God got your back. That he's watching and making sure that you're safe and you're secure. Because there's been some times, anybody been there before, that you fell asleep and you forgot to get back up and the door was unlocked. Mm. But nobody came in. Oh, glory be to God. Oh, glory be to God. God guarantee you could look in the papers. There were some houses that were broken in. But it wasn't your house. And it was because you were smart. We were dumb. We left the doors unlocked. But it was his grace and his mercy that was all around us. And we woke up in the morning and we experienced some new mercies that's going to keep us safe some more. And we see that that's just God protecting us, 
watching over. Oh, glory be to God. He's our security. He watches us over day and he watches over us what? At night. He protects us from the sun and he protects us from the moon. So it's showing you that he's, he's, he's near us because he's our shade. He's on our right side, not on the left side. Right side denotes a, a close relationship and protection and God. And he's close to us, near us, to guard us and to watch over us. And not only does he keep us from harm and danger, he keeps us from evil. So the Lord will keep you from all harm and watch over your life or your soul. The Lord keeps keep his watch over you as you come and go, both when? Now and forevermore. When it says that he's, he's keeping your life in, and from all harm, basically from all evil. Our enemy, the lion, is seeking whom he uh, may devour. That's Satan, y'all. And, you know, Satan not by himself because Satan's limited. I just want to highlight this because sometimes people give too much power to this, this, this enemy that's already been defeated. And let me just throw this in like this. How many here remember the Harlem Globetrotters? And how many times you went to the game to have watched or play the Washington Generals and you already knew the outcome was going to be? But we showed up anyway because it was entertaining. We also had some fun with the good old Washington General. How's the Harlem Globetrotters? I got a thousand victories and one loss. That's what, that's what you saw in the program. They had a thousand victories, but one loss. And that, that one loss is when they were a serious team and they had uh, 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 Wilt Chamberlain on the team and they lost one time. But they won all the other games because they set it up. Like, now we're going to keep on bringing people in. We got to win. And cast this, cast this. We still go and we already know the outcome. So we're not scared how close the, the score might be at halftime. We're not concerned. Oh, we know they're going to lose at the end. And so if you know they're going to lose at the end, why are you scared of the enemy? Of the devil and his, and his enemy and his, his principalities, knowing the score. It may be close right now, but in the end. It, it may look like he's ahead now, but in the end, he's going to lose. Because why? He's our keeper. And since he's our keeper, he's watching over us. He's preserving us. Oh, glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thursday night when we went to New Testament, we, we celebrated and we looked at Daniel third chapter. And, and in Daniel third chapter, the God revealed something to me. And looking at that familiar text of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when we talked about don't count God out. And, and what I found out in this text that it was so it's been there the whole time it was nothing new, but it was new to me that when the king looked into the furnace and he said, "Didn't we put three in?" And they said, "Yes, King, we put three in." Then why do we see four? And when they saw four, said four one looks like the son of man. He looks like the son of God. He, and, and yet what I found out in the same text that that fourth man has always been there, but he did not make himself seen until they were in trouble. And when they were in trouble, they saw their help and their help preserved them so much. So everybody else was trying to figure out how come they don't smell like smoke? How come their hair is not burned? How come their clothes are not burned? And look, they're walking around free. They went in their bound. What I'm trying to help us out to understand that when God is keeping us, it may look like you're in trouble. It may look that there's some problems all around you, but God, if he allows you to get in, believe this, God so enough can take you out. And so, stop spending time in the storm complaining about the storm. Instead, prepare when you're about to get out that storm. So you can go ahead and get the song ready and, and just start telling somebody the storm is passing over. What you say after that? 
Hallelujah. So go ahead and praise him while you're in the storm. No, the storm is passing over. He's my keeper. He's my shelter. He's my protector. Nothing can take away my life. It says you preserve my soul both now and forever. Can I bring it back to the New Testament to our Lord and Savior right now? Right now, he's keeping you. Right now, he's protecting you. Right now, he's watching over you. And catch this, catch this. He's coming back again so he can do it some more. For how long? Forever. So catch it. While you're going through right now, it's all right. He got you. He's got you. Where's he got you? Right here where he wants you. Oh, glory be to God. So I look up to the hills. From which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. The creators of the heavens and the earth. He watches over us. He will neither slumber nor sleep. He will not let our foot stumble or fall. He will keep us, protect us from what? The sun by day and the moon by night. Mm. Oh, he's our shade. He's our shield. He's our protector. He's our guard. He's our security. He will preserve us from all harm. He will protect our soul. He will bless our going out and our coming in. For how long? Now and forever. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world. That he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believeth shall not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, everlasting life, that's forever. You see how he's blessing you now and forever. So I look up to the hills. I don't look at my troubles. I don't look at my problems. I, I look at my help. I, I see that God is truly available. I remember that psalm. That psalm say what? Though I may be mourning and weeping in the night, but joy is going to come in the morning. I, I understand that I can taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Oh, magnify the Lord with me for he is Good, his mercy endureth forever. With me, I'm in trouble. His mercy has not run out. His mercy endureth forever. So is he your keeper? He's a keeper. Yes, he is. He's a keeper. Yes, he is. Can somebody say, yes, he is? He's a keeper. He's a keeper. He's my keeper. He's my keeper. Oh, glory be to God. He's your keeper. Hallelujah. Let's turn low. We come right now, oh God.